Hello everyone, my name is Javad. And I am Timilain and welcome to the Learning Technology Coach Podcast. This season we engage with instructors to discuss various accessibility tools. The challenges they face while implementing them. The technologies they use. Plus a whole lot more. Hello everyone and welcome to today's episode of the Learning Technology Coach Podcast. My name is Timilane and I'm here with my very good friend and co-host Javard in the Memorial University Center for Innovation in Teaching and Learning Production Studio. Hey Javard, how are you doing today? Thank you Timilane, I'm very good. Life is good. Just trying to be a responsible adult these days, but it's not as much fun as being a reckless teenager. <laughs> What about you? Well, I'm good too, thank you. Today we'll be looking at how technology has helped improve accessibility endeavors in higher education. You know, what's great about technology in education anyway? Now you can watch a lecture in your pajamas from the comfort of your bed. Isn't that exciting? That's so true. I don't know about the exciting part, but that's so true. <laughs> it's like we are living in the future. Absolutely. And not only that, but technology has made learning more accessible for everyone. With closed captioning, screen readers, or other features, people with accessibility needs can now easily assess educational materials. That's true. And I know it's not just uh, about the people with accessibility needs who can benefit. Even people without accessibility needs, they also can take advantage of these features. For example, closed captioning that you mentioned is great when you want to watch a video in a noisy environment and can't hear the video, yeah, absolutely, audio. Absolutely. Or even when you want to learn a new language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know what's really cool? Accessibility features can actually benefit all students. For instance, if you are with me and I'm using text-to-speech um, feature or tool, you can listen to everything I'm listening to also, especially if we are using the same educational material. Don't you think so? That's true. That's a great point that you mentioned. It's like accessibility features are superheroes of education, saving the day for everyone. <laughs> I kind of like that analogy, superheroes. Well, and you know what's even better? Uh, with the growth of online learning, um, accessibility features are becoming even more important. Um, online classes need to be accessible to everyone, regardless of their physical or cognitive abilities. Yeah, that's so true. And as technology continues to advance, we can expect even more innovative accessibility features to emerge. It's like possibilities are endless. I totally agree. Accessibility features have truly revolutionized education and I can't wait to see what the future holds. Me too. I'm so excited to see what future can bring us. I think accessibility features and technology, they can help each other. When it comes to teaching and learning, which is all this podcast is about, one of the main challenges is how to make the course content accessible for everyone. It's where technology comes in. It's a game changer when it comes to making education more accessible and inclusive, especially for people with accessibility needs. That's so true. We are super excited to share an interview we had with Dr. Brittany Singleton, the Academic Affairs Manager at D2L. She's an expert in the field of accessibility and talked to us about the accessibility agenda of D2L and their learning management system, also known as Brightspace. She also gave us some insights on how this is changing the learning management system. So if you're ready to learn more about this important topic, kick back, relax, and turn up the volume because we've got a great interview for you. Welcome back to the studio. 
Accessibility features in educational systems and platforms are incredibly important for ensuring that students with accessibility needs are able to fully participate in learning experiences. Accessible design allows all students to access and interact with course content, regardless of their individual abilities. I think one of the reasons why accessibility features are so important is their inclusivity. Today, we have the pleasure of being joined by Dr. Brittany Singleton from D2L. Timeline, could you please introduce our esteemed guest to our listeners? I always have flair um, for doing such things. <laughs> um, yes, um, Dr. Singleton is the Academic Affairs Manager at D2L, and she's also an adjunct professor at Belhaven University. She has a Bachelor's of Art in English from Tugalu College, and um, a master's and education specialist degree in educational leadership and administration from Mississippi College. She has a doctorate in education in educational leadership and um, administration from Tennessee uh, State University. And she also holds a certificate in women's entrepreneurship from Cornell University. She must love university education. <laughs> She is an effective and resourceful education professional with over 15 years of experience in holistic student development, instruction, mentorship, and programming for diverse student populations. That's a big profile. Hi, Brittany. Um, welcome to um, the production studio of the Center for Innovation in Teaching and Learning at the Un Memorial University. Um, how are you doing today? I am wonderful, and I'm glad to be here to join you all to talk about accessibility today. Awesome. We can feel the excitement over there. And um, I actually want to start by making this, um, you know, just uh, as a way of informing our listeners that uh, Memorial University has been using Brightspace, which is developed by um, D2L for many, many years for, you know, delivering our courses. And so we're a big fan of your company and we are so excited to have you here. And then we'd like you to introduce us to that company. You know, our listeners might not know about D2L, what D2L does, what your roles are in the company. We just want to know everything about D2L in a short while. <laughs> Absolutely. So D2L, which stands for Desire to Learn, is a global learning innovation company founded by our CEO, John Baker, in 1999. Um, we help to reshape the future of education and work through transforming the way the world learns. So we are leading the way into the era of personalized learning, driven by the belief that everyone deserves access to a high quality education, regardless of their age, ability or location. We also believe in going from disruption to innovation. So through our learning management system, Brightspace, which is a single system for teaching and learning, we establish and provide a trusted partnership through providing highly personalized learning that is engaging and connecting. We also provide automation and personalization at scale through an integrated ecosystem that provides actionable data. So that's a little bit about D2L. Um, as you previously stated, I'm the academic affairs manager here. So in this role, I provide strategic leadership, guidance and support for the development of the innovative programs in teaching and learning in the realm of both K-12 K and higher ed verticals. Um, I also work closely with the sales and marketing team to produce webinars, blogs, and podcasts as well. So it's such a pleasure to be here with you all today. Wonderful. And just to add something to what Timeline said, um, D2L is not just being used in Memorial University, and as far as I know, is one of the fastest growing technology that's being used in mostly North America and like globally around the world. And it's very interesting to note that the CEO, John Baker, that you mentioned, he's actually from Newfoundland. I don't know if you knew that. Yes, yes. 
But let's not deviate from our topic. Um, accessibility can have millions of definitions. The definition of accessibility can vary based on the perspective of different individuals all around the world. Um, how do you see accessibility from the perspective of an instructor and as a senior tech administrator? So when I think of the term accessibility, I immediately think of access for all. Um, so accessibility in education is about creating equitable learning experiences to support the needs of diverse learners. More specifically, accessibility provides these diverse learners with the ability to access activities, information, and environments through assistive technology and other resources. Um, being a former educator and also working in this role now, um, it's so interesting to see exactly how our company provides that accessibility to students. So we always think with the learner in mind to provide the equitable, equitable learning experience. Awesome. Awesome. So we can say that um, D2L is doing a lot to make sure that um, the profile, I mean, the platform is accessible to uh, learners. So, but I want to ask specifically, are there accessibility guidelines or standards that the D2L uses or follow to ensure that its platform is accessible to all users, you know, with diverse learning needs? And how does the company stay up to date with evolving accessibility? We know that accessibility issues are coming up every day and then and things are evolving um, every day. So what is your company doing to stay up to date? Um, so we're committed to reporting on the accessibility of Brightspace openly and transparently. Um, we view accessibility as an opportunity to, to continually improve user experience in our solution. Um, we report in our WCAG 2.1 checklist in Section 508 VPAT, which is based on our work with the community of accessible technology users through our accessibility partner and consultations with our client-led accessibility interest group. Um, we also have a mature accessibility program where our product process is closely guided by the most up-to-date standards. So our accessibility program is cross-functional, which means each team takes ownership for accessibility in their own work. Uh, we had exceptions are raised as high priority software defects, and we have a team that works together to take an approach to fix those um, defects. At D2L, it's not merely a checklist, it's a commitment to empower and engage individuals in their learning goals. Um, we align our product process with accessibility criteria contained in the web content guidelines, as previously stated, and we publicly report our conformance against the success criteria through different levels and checklists. Awesome. So does this mean that D2L has a team dedicated to accessibility in the company? Yes. So our best practices are also built in our design and development processes. So we work with a team of individuals who have accessibility lead partners that look at these things and make sure they're functioning as they should. Awesome. Awesome. Um, how does D2L involve with users with accessibility needs uh, in the design and testing of accessibility features? Both Timilin and I are technology learning technology coaches here. And on a daily basis, we are dealing with instructors and we are trying to help them overcome their challenges. What are the some common challenges that instructors face in making their courses materials more accessible? And how does D2L help address these challenges through its platform features or support resources? We work closely with our clients to develop comprehensive solutions that are flexible to the individual needs of the institutions. So, for instance, you all are at Memorial University. So we work specifically with your team there to make sure we're providing what specifically you all need. 
uh, work with the instructors and the learners. We offer products that make it easy for users to navigate, understand, and respond to learning materials and activities using accessible technologies that support their needs. Uh, when we talk about accessibility, we think about barriers that are faced when using these products. So um, they're re the result of unmet needs that prevent a person from fully participating in these aspects of society. So we make sure that we have evolved a framework um, to provide a frame of reference for conversations about accessibility. We have a framework that we um, have created in collaboration with TPAC that's called Technology Content Pedagogy Community Framework. Um, and this aligns, as previously stated, with the framework that was created by Punya Mishra and Matthew Collar in 2006. So we envision that online learning space is one that um, encompasses all of these layers together to make sure that we are meeting the needs of the specific learners. So that when they do, when they are faced with these challenges or the instructors are faced with these challenges, we have course materials that are accessible for everyone. How does D2L ensure that instructors are aware of the accessibility features uh, and options available in the platform and provide training or support to help them create accessible course content? So at D2L, we have what we call an accessibility lab. So in this lab, um, instructors are able to go in where we showcase our philosophy and practice. So we host, usually we host an in-person accessibility lab um, that started for the first time in Fusion 2019 in Kissimmee, Florida. So it features hands-on experiences with assistive technologies and much more. But we've also created a website to host information and resources related to the accessibility lab. So in the Accessibility Lab, we have um, content as a Brightspace course with virtual hands-on exercises. So this course is housed in D2L's Accessibility Academy in the Brightspace Community Learning Center. And it primarily has resources for clients, but some courses like the Accessibility Lab are offered for everyone, not just instructors. Um, the lab access, the lab showcase shows those features of Brightspace that meet the sensory, physical, and cognitive needs of users. So the first thing is the Brightspace interface is designed to be perceivable through a variety of sensory modalities. Um, so learners can choose the modality that works for them, such as vision, hearing, and or touch with accessibility um, technologies where required. Um, the controls in Brightspace are designed to be operable through a variety of physical modes. So learners can choose the mode of interaction they wish to use, again, going back to speech, switch control, or touch, according to what works for them in accessive technologies. Um, and then the interface and content in Brightspace are designed to be understandable to users across different cognitive levels. So learners can choose the accessive technology that they want to use um, to replace for their capabilities. Oh, I'm very happy to learn that this is not just about instructors and that learners also have powers. Yeah. Um, thank you for that question, for the answer. Um, in that regard, how does D2L ensure that the accessibility features are compatible with assistive technologies that are usually used by users? For example, those screen readers, I don't know, the manufacturer software and all the other alternative input devices. Um, so first, the technologies that are underlying Brightspace are engineered to remain robust enough to work seamlessly on a variety of existing and emerging devices. So learners can choose to learn with ease of using any device such as a desktop, laptop, tablet, or phone at any time in any location. So we strive to provide everybody with a consistent and delightful user experience. 
um, from the corporate strategy to organizational culture, accessibility touches everything we do at D2L. Uh, we have a mature accessibility program managed by, once again, our accessibility lead, who is a certified professional in accessibility core competencies from the International Association of Accessibility Professionals uh, with over 15 years of experience in the field. We also have several researchers, designers, developers, testers, product managers, and solution engineers at D2L who serve as accessibility matter experts. So together they work on sustaining a culture of inclusion across our company. Um, we live and breathe accessibility by design. So we capture the spirit behind accessibility standards and legislations. Um, this means we design to help overcome permanent, temporary, and situational constraints that might pose a barrier to digital access. Um, our products are designed to be perceived, operated, and understood by learners regardless of the disability. We make sure our products work well with a variety of, of assistive technologies, such as, like you said, screen readers, screen magnifiers, um, switch-based devices, and voice-operated inputs. As a learning innovation company, our goal is to deliver a comfortable user experience for everyone. What about different uh, devices or like, let's say, different operating systems? Um, is it going to be working with all type of uh, platforms or it's just going to be uh, mainly focused with uh, PC or Mac users? No, you can use it across any type of platform, platform anywhere. So if you have a desktop, a tablet or a phone, you can use it anywhere. Great. So we've talked about uh, what you do. We've talked about what D2L is doing. But let's get down to Brightspace, which is the learning management system itself. So what are the accessibility features that um, the D2L has on, uh, on Brightspace, you know, for people with different needs, including auditory, you know, visual, motor, cognitive, any kind of need that you can think of? What kind of accessibility features can we find or anticipate to find on Brightspace? Um, so our designers build and maintain design patterns and components with accessibility and consistency in mind. Um, our developers also build accessibility into the web components they create as building blocks for product development. Um, and then they have accessibility tests that are integrated into the unit testing and integration testing protocols of developers. So they're trained and equipped with state-of-the-art automated accessibility tools. Um, we also partner with third-party accessibility testing companies for our accessibility research for design consultation and user testing to recruit users via their cloud-based platform from the community of people with disabilities using a variety of assistive, assistive technology, I'm sorry. Um, but through Brightspace, we offer tool-based testing. Um, we have color contrast testing. We have screen reader testing, screen magnifiers, uh, manual accessibility and user-based testing. Um, so those are the things we offer for clients. Okay, great. Um, here in Memorial University, um, we are very, very like, um, we like to get feedback from both our instructors and our user. And uh, where we are working CITL, there we have a dedicated place that user and instructor, they can come and say, hey, you know, we are looking for this specific feature, like how can we overcome this issue? And we usually like uh, give them like some advice as you can do this and that. Um, what about uh, D2L? Like, is there any way for you guys to get feedback to improve your uh, products? Yes, so we have a team like previously stated that works together um, to make sure that we have the needs that the clients are needing to be met. Um, but we have an accessibility team where you can reach them at accessibility at d2l.com. So if you're having any issues with the accessible content, you can reach out to them, give the feedback, and we find a solution for it. Um, but 
like I previously said, we build a partnership with the client. So it's not just where we say, hey, take the product and use it. It's a partnership throughout the process. So if you have any issues, you're able to reach out and say, hey, this is not working. Hey, we need this. Hey, and we give that feedback and say, okay, well, this is what we can do for you to fix the issue that you have. Great. Awesome. So I'm assuming that uh, many things have changed. Maybe this was not what D2L was using maybe in the last 10 years. Um, do you have any specific uh, changes that you have observed over time, maybe in your role that you say, okay, because of this information that we've retrieved from our users, and then we are trying to get something better across to them. So are there things or new changes that you have seen over time? Um, yes. So we meet quarterly with the accessibility team. Uh, we've nurtured an, ex- an active accessibility interest group for over 10 years. So this open forum of accessibility enthusiasts and persons with disabilities in the organization, they use our software that meet everyone to discuss the topics of, I mean, every month to discuss the topics of collective interest and connects via a mailing list at other times. Um, we also have a quarterly meeting of our accessibility advisory board drawn from customers who care deeply about accessibility to explore these themes that you're talking about. Um, so we leverage what is changing. Of course, with us being in business since 1999, you know, there have been a plethora of things that have changed right. over that 20 year span. Mm-hmm. So we want to make sure that we're changing with the time. So if you need some new screen readers or you need, you know, the assistive technology, we make sure that we're acclimated to that. Um, and we leverage partnerships with accessibility folks entities such as like Read Speaker or Text Help, Bungo, Ally, um, Census Access, and Calcera to enhance the inclusion of those education ecosystems to serve those diverse needs and disabilities. Right on. And I guess for the last question, uh, what will your take home message for our listeners? Um, so the take home message that I have for listeners is to foster a healthy learning environment. Um, it's important to ensure access and participation for all learners. So educators can actively support students in receiving a high quality education by implementing those frameworks such as technology, content, pedagogy and content. I mean, community, I'm sorry, the framework that we implement. Um, you can adopt strategies such as inclusive design and universal design of learning. Um, develop empathy towards learner facing learners facing barriers and truly understand the role of personalized access and participation, the role it plays in education. And that's it, our listeners. We want to appreciate Dr. Brittany Singleton, the Academic Affairs Manager of D2Health, for joining us at the uh, Center for Innovation in Teaching and Learning Production Studio. Thank you, Dr. Singleton. Thank you both for having me today. It's been such a pleasure to join you both here today. Wow, that interview about the accessibility tools in Dutriel was fantastic. I mean, the way she was talking about all the different features and tools available for making more accessible features for students was just mind-blowing. I think what really stood out to me was how passionate the interview was. And uh, she really knew her stuff and seemed genuinely excited about the impact that those features can have on student lives. It was very inspiring for me. Timeline, what about you? What is your big learning moment? 
Well, I have a couple of them. I mean, let me begin with when she made a powerful statement that went straight to my soul that at D2L, accessibility simply means access for all. I mean, that was big for me. And then she went on to say that it's an opportunity for all to improve. I mean, this is not just about the students or in the, the instructors, even down to us at the Center for Innovation in Teaching and Learning as learning technology coaches, you know, I begin to see that this is for everyone to improve, being aware, being transparent, being transparent about what we need, being sincere with what we can offer and all that. So that was really good. And then she closed it all on striving for a healthy learning environment. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. And that's it. Exactly. It was one of the most informative uh, interviews that we've ever had. Yep. So and until the next episode, our viewers, we are saying thank you. I remain Timmy Lane. And my name is Javad. Bye-bye. The Learning Technology Coach Podcast is a CITL production.